Top of the season and seasons, greetings everyone, seasons, seasons, greetings everyone. I am really excited about this show because this is our holiday episode. This is our special holiday episode where we are going to count down our top five favorite television shows, television specials, or movies about holidays of all time, about the holiday season, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, but this season during December, we're counting down and I am super excited if you can't tell. So I'm going to say, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Tachi. And I'm Kevin. Fantastic. Kevin, how are you? I am feeling great. I am so excited about our very first holiday special. Uh, yes. And, and I can't wait to hear your list. I can't wait to hear yours. You know what's what's interesting is, in case you didn't know, well, we've said this before, we really don't talk very much about what we're going to run down ahead of time. So it's a surprise to both of us. So we don't know. We have no bloody clue what's on each other's list. They could match completely because we're TV twins, or they could go very far to the left and right. But I'm excited and completely different i can't wait to see where we if we match up at all or if we're completely different it's going to be a real surprise yes well i'm ready to go all right tachi so what is your number five pick i knew you were going to ask me that and i don't know how many you have to be an old head to kind of remember this and it's not even really from my childhood per se it's a little bit before everybody knows scrooge right and everybody knows a christmas carol there have been several versions of it disney has done a version of it of course there's the original 1930 something uh, movie everybody has done this but one of my favorite renditions of Scrooge slash A Christmas Carol is The Christmas Carol with Mr. Magoo. Do you remember that one? Oh my God, <laughs> Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. You're right. There has been a million versions of that story. I think because it's in the public domain, we could do a version and not have to pay anybody a dime. We sure can. And we can sing whatever song. Well, unless it's a Disney one, but <laughs> it is in the public domain. Um, and I, of course, this is uh, based off of a book and it's been done 10 million times but I absolutely love this. Let me tell you why. Because I love Mr. Magoo. There was something so hilarious about the fact that he was kind of blind, but he could really see. Sometimes he opened his eyes. And Mr. Magoo actually plays Scrooge in this one. And what's cool about this is like it is a play. So it is done like a stage play and they are shooting it. It's a television show of a play, which is the coolest thing ever because you don't see that. You see plays or theater productions that are shot that are live action, but not always in terms of animation, an animated series or an animated show. So the fact that they did this was fantastic. They had some really, really memorable moments and some memorable songs. And the funny thing is, even though it's Mr. Magoo, those ghosts were a little, you know, they're a little scary. Like the, the ghosts <laughs> of Christmas future. That was what, I mean, they just had where he would point. And of course he looked like death you know, with the hood and everything. And he had a yeah, bony a skeleton hand, skeleton hand, and he would point and it would, you know, back then a lot of the music was done by orchestras. So I want to say it was a timpani, like the drum. And when he would point, it would go, dum, dum, dum. I would be like, Oh, uh, you know, a cold wind would come <laughs> over me. So I, I think that's one of the best versions of uh, Scrooge's story ever. Oh, wow. That you know, you're right. Um, I was wondering if, if any, either one of us was going to do Scrooge and I actually, um, was considering doing Bill Murray's version, Scrooge. There's so many different tellings of that story, and it really is a timeless story. It is, it is, and you can do so much with it. In fact, Bill Murray's Scrooge came on the other yesterday. I watched it yesterday. Freeform had a whole bunch of Freeform, which is former ABC Family. For those of you who are wondering what the hell is Freeform, they had a whole <laughs> marathon of Christmas stories on yesterday, and I watched so many of them. Them, and Scrooge was one of them. So yeah, this is one of my favorites. I love many of the renditions of Scrooge, but this one for some reason is special. Okay. So wow. yes, I want to know what your number five is. 
all right, my five, you went old school. You didn't even come I really went old school. Okay. My number five pick is The Bishop's Wife, 1947. So yes, that was also before my time. Okay. For those of you who don't um, uh, know it, have you ever seen the movie, Tachi? I have not seen The Bishop's Wife. So give us a little synopsis. Okay. So basically, The Bishop's Wife is about an angel in the human form of the incredibly charming Cary Grant enters the life of a bishop played by David Niven uh, to help uh, to help him build a new cathedral and uh, rebuild his relationship with his very neglected wife played by Loretta Young. This movie isn't a romantic comedy, but it's genuinely funny and romantic. The only real question uh, here is will rooting for the bishop's wife to ditch her husband uh, for Cary Grant, uh, for Cary Grant, the world's most, oh God, what could I, he is literally the world's most debonair angel. Debonair, ever. yes. Uh, is that gonna? Yes. Put, is that gonna put you on Santa's naughty list, uh, rooting for her to run off with him? That's the only question. But it's a beautiful <laughs> movie. Um, it's genuinely funny. And it's something that everybody doesn't think to watch at Christmas time. And you can either watch the original version of it in black and white. There's a colorized version. And for those of you who want the story but don't want to go that far back, um, uh, basically uh, Denzel Washington and Whitney Houston did The Preacher's Wife, was, which was the right. remake of the original Bishop's Wife. But I'm telling That's you, the right. original with Cary Grant and Loretta Young is so charming and so beautiful. Um, I definitely suggest you guys check it out. Is this in public domain, meaning we can find it for free on YouTube? Um, I think you might be able to find it on YouTube, but um, it, it'll definitely be playing on stations like TCM during mm -hmm. the holidays. They always seem to play it. That's where I originally uh, saw it and fell in love with it, and it's become like a holiday tradition for me to check it out. And um, But I think it's, it might be also be available on YouTube as well as Netflix. Ah, okay. Cool beans. Well, you know, if I don't have to pay for it, even better. So <laughs> I'm going <gonna, laughs> to try and see if it's available free on YouTube yeah, you, first. You're saving your money for, for Christmas gifts for co-host, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I said that in an uncertain, sincere. shaky voice, it was very sincere. You know I love yeah, you. Yeah, that sounded very sincere. <laughs> All right, Tachi, what is your number four pick? My number four pick is actually a movie that has, did not have great box office sales. It didn't do very well at the box office, but it has a super big cult following now and, of course, in the days since then. You probably know what I'm talking about, do you? I do have a sneaking suspicion, but I'll let you tell everybody else. Good, because I'm going to do it now. It's A Christmas Story with Peter Billingsley. If you remember, yes. the Red Rider BB gun. That's all. Yes. That's all anybody ever has to say, and that is it. So, Red Rider BB gun and A Christmas Story. It is one of my favorite stories of one of my favorite Christmas stories of all time, just because it's hilarious. There's so many hilarious aspects to it. So let me give you a quick synopsis of what this is about. It focuses on Ralphie, young boy Ralphie. That's Peter built, played by Peter Billingsley and his family, his brother, his mother, and his father. They, uh, all really are celebrating in the Christmas spirit, but Everything boils down to the fact that Ralphie wants this Red Rider BB gun. So there are a lot of different plot lines and different things. It's really, if you think about it, it's about his, uh, his life because it's told by an older Ralphie. So it's narrated by an older Ralphie. And, uh, it's kind of, this is interesting because the show, The Wonder Years, this is where they got the technique of, uh, Kevin actually speaking in his older adult voice narrating his story from the wonder years yeah. they got this from a christmas story so it spawned a bunch of different things and and i know you've seen this ad nauseum oh my god how i don't understand how anybody could have avoided this because what really i think made the uh, christmas story turn into a christmas tradition and for a lot of people is like i think it's tbs and tnt they show they i think they play it like for 24 hours on christmas eve or yes! something like that they just aired in a loop 
Yes, just like sci-fi does the loop of the Twilight Zone on on New Year's Day, they do the loop of a Christmas story. Yes, absolutely. And the interesting thing is this is based off of writings of author Gene Shepard. And it's following, like I said, Ralphie Parker. And most of the time he's like dodging this bully played by Zach Ward. I think Flick was the bully's name, the, the one with the red hair and really menacing look. That uh, yeah, is very scary. He, very scary looking, but you know, poor boy, that's just how he looked. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I was giving him acting. I was giving him credit for his acting. I didn't. But <laughs> well, he did look he did not scary. just read that little boy. <laughs> he, did. he had braces and he had that ugly coonskin cap, and then his eyes were all small. The way he did, yeah, he he looked pretty menacing. So, <laughs> came out in 1983. So it's. Been a good what is this like 30 30 something years now 33 years yeah, yeah and what's what's really amazing to me about the success of the of the movie over the years i mean there's even like a broadway show um uh based on the movie a musical so it's just the legs of this movie speaking of legs i'll let you go deeper into that but it just continues it's amazing <laughs> yes no exactly and i think i made a mistake i said gene shepherd is a man so I, I think i said her i meant him so speaking of legs as you were saying there are so many funny parts to this this show that uh sorry this movie that i absolutely love so one being when i saw the trailer when i was little a part that stuck out was when they were at i think they were at macy's it was a department store macy's and he and his brother were going up to see santa and what they did is they pushed kids down the slide these were some ratchet elves and a ratchet santa okay they did not want to be there and they were like oh, whatever get this kid away from me it was terrible so he is there and silent doesn't know what to say he said you want a fire truck he said he just says yeah and then finally comes to a sentence he said says he said no i want a no no no, no ride rider bb gun and all these numbers and he said you'll shoot your eye out kid that he goes ho 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 and pushes him down the slide with his foot to his head that always yeah no i love how put, that's not when someone pushes you with their foot that's called kicking <laughs> but it was a tap it was he didn't say bam he didn't kick he really did push him with his foot he kicked him okay kicked him for kevin will say that he kicked him <laughs> But that's one of my favorites. He was kicked down the slide by Santa. Santa kicked him down the slide because he didn't want to be there anyway. <laughs> he was ready to get out of there. Him and those ratchet elves. And that's one scene that I absolutely love. There's another one. Uh, there's so many scenes. So his father is a habitual cursor. Is always cursing because of this damn water heater that he fights with it's like it goes to the ba basement and fights with the this uh the water heater and he's like rrr, rrr, and you know you hear that and ralphie hears that all the time but well, one time they were changing the tire and uh the nuts go everywhere from the tire ralphie says you see in the movie he says oh fudge but fudge is not what he said and so, of course, he gets in trouble. And then, where did you learn this language from? It's from the father. But he said it was one of his friends. And you hear on the um, <laughs> on the phone that uh, Ralphie's mother called and said he said he learned this from such and such. And you hear him getting a whooping <laughs> on the phone. Hilarious. It really is a it's really become a Christmas tradition for so many people. Many people will watch it over and over again or just have it playing in the background on Christmas Eve as like background noise. They people can't get enough of this movie. And like I said before, there's been uh there's the Broadway musical, there's um uh there's also a documentary I think about the making of the movie kind of thing. So it's it's amazing the life that that has had since then. Oh, did you mention the uh the the uh, uh, no i'm about lamp. to do that now there that's actually a thing still i'm about to do yeah so the leg lamp that was made famous you know the father won a contest uh, either on the radio or something and the the prize was a leg lamp so they go through this whole big to do with the big box <laughs> the funny thing is he's like he gets this box he said well what is it he says hmm 
fragile. It must be Italian. <laughs> and it says fragile, but he says fragile. <laughs> I die every time I hear that. It's It never gets old for me. And so what is it? It's a leg lamp. It's this woman's leg. It's a female leg with a lampshade that the wife hates. So one time she's cleaning it and i'm putting it in quotes cleaning and it breaks and he's like she does it purposely she's not sad that it's broken because he puts it right in the window for the neighbors to see because he's so proud of his prize yeah and not only is it a female leg but it's a female leg with i think fishnet yes on. so it's 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 very provocative especially when you think of the time that it takes exactly place very risque you have a little bit of booty showing too it's like yeah no this is <laughs> this is not it but it's it's again like you were saying they've done this the marathon of the 24 hours of a christmas story since 1997 on tnt and or tbs as you were saying so this has been for quite a few years they've been doing this yeah, well, it's it's become a tr- Christmas tradition for a absolutely reason. fantastic. So that's my number four pick, and I am anxiously awaiting what your number four is. Okay, Tachi, um, because our show is called TV Channeling, I had to have a couple of TV episodes in my list. Of course. So, and because. It's the holidays aren't just about Christmas. I had to pick this classic episode of Frasier. Uh, it's called Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz, uh, from 1998. Um, like some of the best screwball comedies you've ever watched in the middle of the night on TCM, this episode begins with a simple misunderstanding when Frazier's new girlfriend's mother mistakenly believes that he and his family are Jewish. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know. Have you seen this episode? By I know. I have not seen this episode. Okay, anyway, it is hysterical. Um, and uh, to keep Frazier, uh, Frazier's new girlfriend's mother happy, he and his family try to keep the lie going as circumstances and uh, even Niles hiding in Frazier's bathroom dressed as Jesus Christ himself. Really? I even go into how that ends up happening. <laughs> but it is one of the most hysterical episodes ever. Um uh, basically, uh, the I mean, they do everything they can to keep this from, the fact that they're not Jewish from this woman, and everything keeps every all the all the things uh, in the world that could possibly go wrong go wrong in their effort to keep the truth from this woman, and basically just blow the the whole menorah out. just blow it out (laughs) but anyway but the cast has never been funnier uh than they are in this incredibly fast-paced episode uh that feels more like a play than an actual episode of tv so it's like it's total farcical it's it's in the tradition of like shows like faulty towers and like i said before every screwball comedy you've ever watched in the middle of the night on tcm this episode has it and what's so great about it is it's available on netflix so you guys can uh go check it out again merry christmas mrs moskowitz (laughs) and it was um the sixth season episode 10 so please check it out because uh for those of you who are actually uh watched frasier when it was originally on back in the 90s and you forget how incredibly funny and smart that show was until you check it out again. Oh, I absolutely loved Frasier. Again, I didn't watch it regularly, you know, and it, I didn't watch it when it was on. I caught, I caught episodes in syndication afterwards. So, but that's one that I have not seen. And I really do like Frasier, so I'm going to catch it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I guarantee you are going to, it's laugh out loud funny and it's so smart. Plus, you know what? There's actually some, uh, really sweet moments between Frazier and his father, Martin, too. So the, the episode really has it all. It's laugh out loud funny and it's got some heart to it, too. And when you get both that combination, that to me just is Christmas. So, 
or also Hanukkah. Yes, Hanukkah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tachi. So what is your next pick? Okay. So you know what? It seems to be, I like the fact that you have these off the beaten path, not necessarily holiday related things, but they are because I stuck with the straight classics. I think I, my next one is how the Grinch stole Christmas the cartoon oh now that is classic this is classic and is quintessential and if you notice i'm very i'm very keen when it comes to knowing who did what so i noticed when i was little that the drawing the animation looked the same as tom and jerry and it is the same people who did Tom and Jerry, which you could tell by the expressions on the Grinch's face. Sometimes it's the same thing that Tom did. So I said, I, he look, you're, oh my God, Tachi. Yeah. Oh my God. Until you said that, it, the moment you said, I can actually see, I can actually close my eyes and see the Grinch smiling. And you're right. It is Jerry's evil. I mean, it is Tom's evil smile. Exactly. When he thinks he's got Jerry in a corner. Yes. <gasps> Wow, that's a Christmas revelation, Tachi. Thank you. You're so welcome. You know, I I I aim to please. I'm here to educate all about the Grinch. You are, <laughs> and and you thought you were off the clock, but you were still teaching. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, that's what a professor does. But in any case, uh, you know, just like all the other shows that we've mentioned, or all the other you know programs we've mentioned, there are several iterations of this story. So of course we know. Uh, that there was one done by with Jim Carrey as the lead in what year was that? Was that the nineties? I don't remember, but I think it was in the very early two thousands. Yeah, okay, so late nineties, early two thousands, exactly. And you know, again, once I I'm a purist when it comes to things, kind of like how I am with my cheesecake. I don't want you to put a whole bunch <laughs> of adulterated chocolates and think no, vanilla bean is good. I could do that. I could do like a pina colada because it's still along the same, but don't adulterate it with all sorts you of like things. You like the simple classics. Simple you like classics. the simple classics. Exactly. Exactly. So just like I like my cheesecake, I like my holiday specials. Simple. Plain. Well, you know what's funny? You mentioned the, the Jim Carrey version. I can see, I understand why they did that because Jim Carrey was everything at the, at that right. moment in time when they did it. And, uh, but the problem with it was really, the story the story was too thin to basically make a full feature movie out of it if they had done a short movie um like you know if they done like something like a, a an hour long version of it like a tv special that would have been great but they tried to pad that story and make it feature length and it just it just did not work okay so um, yeah no they they right, tried so, it they tried to um, make it a full it, it was too thin you're right it's a flimsy it works as a special it's a half hour special it works but not for a feature length movie i don't get it. it's too much yeah it was it's a per the story is so perfect and and says everything that needs to be said in that uh half hour uh original special that trying to pad it out to make it a feature just couldn't never work no matter who exactly was in it. so as i said remember it, it was directed by the same person who did tom and jerry chuck jones so you always remember at the beginning of tom and jerry you saw all the people chuck jones fred quimby all those so same people that did how the uh the the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is from 1966. And it's based on the Dr. Seuss book. In fact, it's called Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So it's based on the books by Dr. Seuss. And of course, I, I shouldn't have to tell people the story, but I will. It's basically how this Grinch, which is a, you know, Dr. Seuss has these characters that don't exist in any other world but Seuss land. <laughs> so he's the Grinch and he just really does not like Christmas. So he sets out to steal Christmas because nobody else should be happy. Nobody should be happy. If he's not happy, nobody will be happy. So he lives in a cave on, on top of what's called Mount Crumpet, Crumpet, which is above the village of Whoville. 
So he has a heart, quote unquote, two sizes too small. And he's hated Christmas for like 53 years, which is why he's so wrinkled looking. <laughs> if you have that much hatred, you would look like the Grinch too. So it's this whole, all his exploits to steal Christmas, including stealing all the presents and everything. And this is really like a morality play because at the end of the day, the moral is that it's not about the things. It's not about the food that Christmas is a spirit because all the who's get and they sing that so everybody knows the song yahoo sorry yahoo more whatever it is <laughs> welcome christmas christmas time so they all come in and they sing that uh at the beginning and then they sing it even after the grinch has stolen and he is puzzled what do you mean they're still happy after i've stolen all of their goods so that's when he realizes it's a spirit and a feeling a feeling and he gives back all of the the whizzles and wuzzles and whatever it is that he steals from them and the trees and the, and the roast beast okay that's my favorite the roast beast roast beast yeah i remember my favorite thing about it was the his his little um his little um yes. dog his little dog <laughs> that he makes pull that incredibly huge sleigh and the dog has a little ant they have these, that that was the that was the genesis or the birth of the whole idea of putting fake antlers on a dog came from how the grinch stole you know what? christmas and, and the thing is the dog had one antler just one in the center of his head. <laughs> <laughs> antler, exactly. Not but you're right. You're right. That's where that genesis of putting it on. Poor animals. We just do so much to them. What was the little girl? Cindy name? Lou Who. That, um, actually wakes up and witnesses. Cindy Lou Who. Cindy yes. Lou Who. Oh. Yes. Cindy Lou Who. I just, I just love this because besides being a feel good story, it's a, the, the, the song is awesome and it's been sampled a bunch of times even in hip-hop songs and other things you're a foul one mr grinch i love all the things he said uh one of the lines is like your um something is like your heart is bathed in arsenic sauce <laughs> just ridiculously i'm like damn oh no that is that's what yeah, you're right. I love that song, and that is on one of my, on my Christmas playlist. I yeah, I I love that, and just hearing you talk about it, I I can't wait to watch it again this Christmas. I really can't. That it really is a timeless classic. That song, and then the song that the that the 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 uh, the residents of Whoville sing uh, to celebrate Christmas. It's so beautiful, and it it really is a timeless story. It's a beautiful little. It fable. is. It is. And so just to add on to that there is a soundtrack mgm released a soundtrack in conjunction with the special back in 1966 and they uh, released another version of it in 1995 so it's um it, it's timeless it goes on and on and on there were there were sequels too there was a halloween special special called halloween is grinch night uh that came on in 1977 uh the grinch grinches the cat in the hat so they, there have been some other spinoffs. Oh my God, Tachi, you are get Tachi, you're giving me everything today because I did not know about the sequel. So I'm gonna have to track them down. Please let those be available on Netflix, and if not, yes, on track them down because I I knew about them and I don't think I ever saw them, but I'm definitely going to see them now. And so that is my number wow. three pick. And you know I am dying to know what your number three is all right my number three pick is about a boy from about a boy um yeah i saw it i've seen parts of it because it's coming on television so tell me about it all right about a boy it stars hugh grant he plays will a cynical late 30 something in london uh who uh invents an imaginary son uh so he can hook up with uh women at a single parents group he starts attending so yes yeah but you know what one is Everything Hugh Grant does is in London, just so you know. <laughs> it seems like every movie he's in is No, that's not always no, he's been in some things where he's not, well, he's that's not true. a resident of London. He's been in some That's true, that's very American true. Too. So be fair. Most of it. Anyway. Alright, so anyway, so he uh so 
So like I said, he's uh, made this uh, our ima- imaginary son to try and meet women at this oh, uh, single parents group, and so um, all the all the milf dating. Uh, I'm doing air quotes. You guys can't see <laughs> the dating. <laughs> Uh, uh, he it leads to him meeting a a, a boy named Marcus, uh, a quirky twelve year old uh, with problems at school and a mother suffering from depression yes. at home. Uh, so you have w- yeah, so you have Will, an unemployed, uh, selfish man child who, thanks to the royalties from uh, uh, the hit Christmas song his father wrote, never completely grows up. Uh, and you have Marcus, who spends his time taking care of uh, his emotionally needy mother instead of just being a kid. Mm-hmm. So the question is, uh, can these two develop a friendship that changes both their lives for the better? Would this be my one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies if they didn't? Yeah, so of course the hell they do. Obviously, I'm, I'm not gonna pick a. I'm not gonna pick a Christmas no. movie that has a sad. No, you ending. don't want that. <laughs> but it's just a it's a different uh yeah. So it's a different thing I think to watch at Christmas time, but it's definitely uh a super appropriate for christmas and um for those of you uh that are like me who love to like house and apartment hunt in movies um which i love wait a minute wait a minute can you Um, what what do you mean hugh grant's house and apartment hunt movies um i loved i don't know about you but i love to look at people's houses and apartments and condos in movies there are some movies i love simply because i love the set i love the particular character's apartment or whatever and so i ca- I, I i was called i can see house that hunting um when i'm watching movies i can see that shows. okay so uh uh hugh grant's yeah, Hugh Grant's apartment, his London apartment alone is reason to watch this movie. His apartment is so cool. So it's a great movie. Tony Collette plays uh, uh, Marcus's mother, and Tony Collette is great in everything she does. Uh, but the movie, it has heart. It's it's cynical, which I like a little bit of cynical with my mixed with my Christmas, because <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's who I am. Uh, so it's 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 perfection. It really is a a great different choice for mm, Christmas time. Mm. Okay, I'm. I, y- I have, like I said, I've seen parts of it. Like it, it has come on television before, and I remember him being with this young boy. But I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. You, my friend, have given me reason to watch it. If you say it, you like it, I'm going to watch it. Oh, thank you so much, Tachi. I really do think you're going to enjoy it. It's a, it's a really nice uh, Christmas movie. All right, Tachi. So, what is your number two pick? We're at number two, right? We're we are at number two already. And I have to tell you, this is a movie I watch every year. It just came on Freeform yesterday. I absolutely love it. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love this film. Love oh this film. Oh my God, what a great pick. First of all, Freeform is delivering this Christmas, aren't they? <laughs> you think? They've had like a, a whole marathon of great films. And so I was able to catch a lot of what I was talking about on Freeform, which is actually what reminded me of what my favorites were. So anyway, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is the third installment of the National Lampoon's Vacation film series. Remember, they did National Lampoon's Vacation, then they did National Lampoon's European Vacation, and then Christmas Vacation. So this is the third one. And it's based off of a short story that John Hughes, the same 16 Candles John Hughes, uh, yeah, wrote in National Lampoon magazine called Christmas 59. So, of course, we know that the star, the, the star of the film is the wonderful Chevy Chase, also stars Beverly D'Angelo and Randy Quaid, also Juliette Lewis and Johnny Galecki as the Griswold kids. And Johnny Galecki, if he looks a little bit familiar, yeah, he played David in Roseanne and he plays uh in i keep wanting to say third rock from the sun but you know the 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 show with all the geeky guys what's the name of it help me oh big bang theory big bang theory yes so he started off yeah i'm sure he started before this but his the breakout role that i remember him in is as yeah 
one of the Griswold children. <laughs> so you know what I love about the National Lampoon movies is how shamelessly they basically they every movie they had different children. Yes, um, and they never apologized. And what was crazy was not only do they have different actors play their kids, but they didn't even care. Like in one movie, the boy is older, and then the next movie, the girl is older. They just did not care. Different color hair, completely different looking kid. They just did whatever the hell they wanted to do. They did what they liked, and that's what made it hilarious and what made it work. The fact that they were shameless about this. And so, yeah, this is the third installment of different age kids and different kids in general yeah because they were all completely different and so there were so many funny things about this the thing i like is that they do this countdown to christmas and so clark griswold played by chevy chase decides that he wants to have this good old-fashioned christmas okay and he's inviting like the the parents both sets of parents and you know to come down so they can have this good old-fashioned christmas and it seems like nobody really wants it but him but he you know they go with it and it that's how it is that christmas is only a few weeks away and what they do periodically is there's this little like picturesque house that has little doors and the dates counting down to christmas and the transitions in between scenes were opening the doors to count out which was kind of cool i thought that was a cool uh transition so there are a bunch of hilarious things from them going to get a christmas tree which was entirely too damn big they realize they didn't bring any tools to cut down the tree, and so they have to uproot it. And they're driving home with the tree strapped to their car and all the roots. <laughs> I don't know how they were able to uproot it. I don't get it, but it is what it is. <laughs> so then uh, both Clark and his wife, Ellen, the parents, come to uh, spend Christmas with them. But, of course, bickering ensues. Uh, they're all sorts. So I have to tell you some of my favorite things. The the The... Part of the plot centers around the fact that Clark is waiting for his Christmas bonus so he can put in, he wants to surprise the family and put in a swimming pool. So he's waiting for this bonus from work. And, you know, that's uh, part one part of the plot. Uh, he's got a really stingy boss, which is another part of the plot. He has these hick hillbilly cousins <laughs> that, come, <laughs> that come to visit and um that wears a, a randy is, is his name randy in the it's randy quaid randy quaid right it's randy rusty no rusty is the son i can't remember what the uh the cousin's name is randy quaid's character uh name rocky is. i think is it no 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 it eddie 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 it is so his, his name randy quaid plays eddie but he wears a leisure suit at all times and they live in a mobile house but it's like a, 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 a raunchy mobile house it's like janky and ugly and awful and so they are you know the epitome of who you don't want around at the holidays i guess and of course it gets on clark's nerves but okay so two of my my favorite scenes in in this um, there's an aunt that comes over that is a little bit senile. And so what she does is she just wraps up gifts and, um, from the house and gives them to people because she doesn't really remember. Oh, God, I know where you're going. So she wrapped up her cat. So now they have this cat in the house and it's running around, chewing on wires, unplug something. Clark goes to plug in something and fries the cat. And they're like, what is that? And they move, they move the, the, uh, couch. Or the chair and the cat is just like the outline of the cat with fur. Oh, it's hilarious. And then the other thing is they, so the uncle of the, who's the husband of the senile, uh, woman, aunt, burns down their Christmas tree. They go to get another one from outside because all this stuff has ensued and Clark is basically losing it. So he goes and cuts down a tree from outside and puts it in the house. But what they didn't realize is that there was a squirrel in there and everybody is like running from this square squirrel. And at one point he's like, well, I don't know where this squirrel is. He turns around and his father says, squirrel, and they all start running. It's hilarious. I love it. That year, right. That is one of my favorite parts, too. I, I just couldn't stop laughing. It's even if nobody else finds it funny, I love it. So that is it, it, it's just quintessential Christmas. For me, it is not holiday time unless I get to see National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. 
Oh, Tachi, you're so right. There's so many incredible, funny, incredibly funny parts. There's the whole sled sequence, yes, which is hysterical. And you you got to mention if you're gonna to me if you're gonna mention this movie, you've got to mention Julia Louis Louis Dreyfus, uh, their uh, yuppie next oh, door, yeah. one of their yuppie next door neighbors. Oh yeah, so yeah, Julia. The, anyway, the things that the things that they do to the to her and her husband, uh, it, it's it's hysterical. There's a there, this is another movie. There's a reason why this is a Christmas classic. It is hysterical and it's hysterical every single time. Exactly. You if it. you have not watched it, find a way to watch it. It's going to be on television probably up until Christmas. So find a way. Fantastic. So that is my number two pick. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And I'm curious as to what your number two is. I know it's something obscure, so come on with it. Okay. I I like to mix it up, Tachi. <laughs> so my number two pick <laughs> my number two pick is my favorite Simpsons Christmas episode of all time. But you can talk about uh the Simpsons and Christmas episodes without mentioning the very first one. Simpsons roasting on an open fire in nineteen eighty nine. It was uh it Yes, it was the very first 30-minute episode of The Simpsons, uh, not just a short uh, that was a part of the Tracy Ullman show. Uh, Christmas seems uh, seems doomed for The Simpsons uh, when Homer doesn't get his holiday bonus. Those holiday bonuses are always coming up in these Christmas things. <laughs> yes. Um, so to make extra money... Uh, Homer becomes a mall Santa to be able to buy the family uh, Christmas gifts. It's not just the first episode of The Simpsons. It's also the story of how they got their family dog and how the family dog got yes. his name. So that's not my favorite episode of all time of The Simpsons. But I had to. you can't talk about The Simpsons and Christmas without talking about how The Simpsons came to be a TV show. So that's the very first one. So that's definitely worth yes. watching. But my favorite, um, I pulled a Tachi and snuck that in there. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but but my favorite Christmas uh, episode of The Simpsons of all time has to be um, uh, She of Little Faith from 2001. Uh, it's my favorite Simpson Christmas episode, hands down. Okay, so after uh, after Homer and Bart accidentally cause a fire in Springfield in the Springfield Church uh, with a model yes! rocket, uh, the church cons the the church council uh, 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 takes on sponsors to rebuild the church. But once it's rebuilt, all the advertising make the church look more like a football stadium than a church. Uh, disgusted by the, by the church's crass commercialism, Lisa turns to Buddhism after meeting Richard Gere, actually voiced by the real Richard Gere. <laughs> which was incredible. So Marge is desperate to lure Lisa back to the uh back to Christianity and Christmas. There's nothing Marge <laughs> won't do, including bringing out the big guns, a pony named Clip Clop. Oh yes. I remember she so, wants a pony so badly. I love that episode. Yeah, so no, Marge knows what to do to try and lure her back. So when you pull out, when you when you basically get get uh, get a little girl a pony, you're doing everything you possibly can. You are not fighting fair <laughs> to, to lure this kid back to back to the church and back to Christmas. It it's a beautiful episode. It's so funny, and most of more of my most of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons have to be have happen to be centered on Lisa and um I love that character and to see her actually struggle um with uh her what she believes is the right thing to do and the right choice versus Christmas and all the things that all the candy canes and cookies and and ponies named Clip Club <laughs> <laughs> is it's just it's so funny and so sweet and is actually a real moral dilemma in it. So I that's my favorite uh, uh, Simpsons Christmas episode of which there are many. And one of the cool things that um, FXX has done in the past, and I think they're going to be doing this year too, is they have a Simpsons Christmas marathon where they just air all the Christmas specials in order. So 
look for that if uh you haven't seen it and also if if um you want to check it out check it out on um netflix too if uh i think it's i think the simpsons are available on netflix as yeah well. yeah you know one of my favorite simpsons simpsons episodes dealing with christmas is when um what when the tree i think bart burnt the tree down and all their presents melted <laughs> and yes. so he just buried it yes. in the snow they did like yes. fundraisers for the simpson family and all of that but when the snow melted <laughs> yeah the town yes. comes together and everything yes they come together to raise money for that and they're on their their news channel and all of that and uh but when the snow melts yeah, but then when they find out that uh, that um it, that actually that they weren't robbed, um because that's the whole thing the uh, the idea is that they think that they were robbed and so the town comes together to raise money and uh, help help them have a merry Christmas. But when the truth comes out, um it's the, the whole town turns on exactly the <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, why did you? I was like, why did you bury it in the snow? You didn't know it was gonna melt. That just didn't make any sense to me. Well, again, the, Bart is a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> so his thinking always isn't, you know, incredibly well thought out. But look at his father. <laughs> his, his, look at how his thinking works. So well, come on. Yes, yes. <laughs> Apple doesn't Be fall fair. far from the tree. All right, Tachi, we're almost at the end of our show. So what yes. is your number one pick like i said it was a toss-up between national lampoons and my number one but i think the music is what really put it over the top for me my number one pick is a charlie brown christmas oh my god what a great pick i love this show so much this special so much it is fantastic and i go ahead sorry oh okay no, oh you're i'm so glad you picked uh charlie brown's uh christmas special because i struggled to uh, come up with my five and i vacillated and it kept changing and changing and changing and charlie brown was on the list and off the list and on the list and off the list and i thought you know what if we do another one next year i can put it on there but thank you for putting it on so we get to talk about it oh you're welcome yes you know uh, you how can you not have this as part of your repertoire a charlie brown christmas and i as i said the music really cinches it for me it's the story but it's the music so it was uh produced by lee mendelson directed by bill melendez and it actually made its deb debut on cbs in 1965 december 9th 1965 and bill melendez sorry um lee mendelson loved jazz and so he tapped Vince Guaraldi, the jazz pianist, to do the music for, and what a job he does. I think everybody knows all the songs from Charlie Brown. So even if you don't know what they're called, they're like, hey, that's Charlie Brown music. So, and it, the music doesn't disappoint. So I think that's why this is my number one, because the music cinches it. It's Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Tachi. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I know it we're is, both excited. It, okay, it is, you're so right. Not only do I love the music from this, but in particular, skating. The music that's playing during the sequence when the kids are skating in the snow. That is one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. It is every I, every year I always do different um, Christmas playlists. Okay. Skating is always on every single one that is how much i love that song and i love the special yeah the, the 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 name of the song is actually called you're talking about christmas time is here that one no no not that one no it's oh, called skating, skating. It's the actual skating it's actually the music that plays when at the beginning oh yeah i know that one okay i love that yeah, song that's playing as the kids are, are are skating in the snow and it's so picturesque the way it's drawn and the music just it 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 makes you feel you you feel transported whenever i hear it i'm transported to childhood no exactly i love that's such a pretty the piano riff that he does is so pretty and i love skating too i love that song too so this just like there's always a plot 
to these Charlie Brown things. And I love the Charlie Brown Chris, uh, specials because I knew when I was little that there was a span of three months where I was going to get to see Charlie Brown. First with the Halloween, the Great Pumpkin in October, then to the uh, Thanksgiving, Char- uh, the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, then to a Charlie Brown Christmas in December. I was on because it's not like it was before, you know, whereas we had to wait. You couldn't just pull this up on Netflix or or go and rent it from any place you know back in the day with blockbuster you could just rent it you had to wait till it came on television yeah no you know what Th- those holiday specials were called specials for a reason because you only special. you got one and you got one chance to watch it you got one chance to watch the great pumpkin you got one chance to uh, to be with a to watch snoopy making toast and popcorn ah, for thanksgiving ah, ah, <laughs> yes <laughs> And you got one chance to see Charlie Brown pick the 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 saddest, jankiest Christmas tree in the history of time. Exactly, exactly. And this is the you know Charlie Brown is kind of that kid that got picked. Everybody's like you blockhead because he picks this tree, the jankiest tree. And like, this is what you picked. I knew you would mess up Christmas, Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's what they always did. And you know he was kind of a little bit depressed at the beginning because of the over commercialization and over secularization of Christmas and couldn't really figure out what Christmas was all about. And, you know, his Linus is kind of like his sidekick and kind of, you know, of course he dismisses it as typical Charlie Brown behavior, but, you know, comes to see that, yeah, there is a little bit of whatever. So, you know, it's always, there's always like a lesson in this as well, that it goes beyond the, you know, the lights and the trees and stuff that there's a, the, the, a true meaning of Christmas. And so that's what they were trying to get out, get at with this. But I mean, the music is just phenomenal. And you know what gets me that they're okay. The parents and Charlie Brown exist only as trombones, <laughs> basically. Yes. Wah, 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 wah. You said we, all adults. All adults. Oh, you don't hear any adults. Exactly. Teachers, adult. you just hear if there's an adult, they are a trombone, <laughs> basically, uh, or some sort of horn. So uh, that's the interesting thing here. They're like, no parents around. They run things. OK, they run things themselves. That was kind of typical of what I, love, <laughs> what I love about the Charlie Brown Christmas special in particular is when you think about it on paper, it's like, how did it even get made? Because it's it's a story about a little boy who is a um melancholy bordering on just straight up depressed yes um and um he's questioning of commercialism of christmas a long time ago before i think that was really discussed um as much as it is today and um the uh, when Linus at towards the end of the thing and starts talking about Christmas, it's just straight up religious. It's not about the warm feelings of Christmas or love, and it just get it gets hardcore Jesus and Mary. Christmas. It is so. It is. Um, so when you think about it, just like how did that end up on television? How did that happen? And how did it turn into one of the most beloved things ever? But all the pieces together, you think it wouldn't wouldn't happen, but it comes together in this perfect little package. But you know what? It's not so off because we're still talking about the 1960s. That's not a time where things were, you know, television. There were still a lot of things you could not do. You could not stay. Television did not stay on all night. That was when it went off at like 11 o'clock. So you know there was still a little bit of conservative uh, attitude towards what could be shown on television. So I'm not surprised that there was, you know, a little bit of religion shown in with that Uh, because Linus actually gives, like you said, this whole speech and uh, they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And he goes through that whole thing, that whole passage from the Bible. And then he says, that's what Christmas is all about. Charlie Brown. So, yeah, I'm not surprised because it's still a time where, quote unquote, family time was family time and you could still see that type of thing. Well, yeah, it's 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 to me, it's I'm you're not shocked, but I am. It's it's uh, that it that with all of the it's not just the fact that it was so blatantly religious, but it's also the you have a little boy who's like 
basically really depressed and um charlie brown always felt like a little man to me <laughs> the way the weight of the world that would be on him it just like this is he was not your normal uh, little kid and you're right the other kids were so kind of mean and dismissive of him uh just anyway the, the whole thing together you would think on paper this like is this going to be like a christmas classics this kid suffering from depression is being bullied <laughs> and, and, and and then throw in bible passages to boot um and uh and a dog and a uh, and a and a little bird a dog decorating his own uh dog house for christmas i mean just there's so many components to it and oh and and then have it have some jazz music to boot i mean <laughs> the whole thing is so crazy when you think about it separately but when it comes together it is christmas perfection you know what it, it, but back uh, yeah i i think I think there's like a little overanalyzation <laughs> there. Kids don't give two dams about. They're not seeing that. It's, you know, the parents that are seeing that. We saw Charlie Brown. I had no clue about the depression, about his depression or any of that. You know, a little bit depressed. That didn't matter to me. The fact that there were no adults, that didn't matter to me or that they were somewhere in the background. All you saw was <laughs> Charlie Brown. That's what you saw. Um, I, it it's such a classic it's so great and it's you know when you're living in crazy times it's good to have a constant so we need a little charlie brown oh we need a we need a little charlie brown this especially this christmas i think a, a few of us are are suffering from some depression child, right about now so i could use charlie brown child now. huh <laughs> let me drink some water on that <laughs> mm. <laughs> Any case, so I want right. to. So, Kevin, this brings us to your number one. Let's tell everybody what your number one Christmas special show or movie is. All right. Um, my number one pick is Love Actually. Um, have you ever yes. seen it? Yes. What is this with you and Hugh Grant today? <laughs> it's funny that you say that because at first I thought I could pull a Tachi and, um. <laughs> See, why are you putting this on me? And actually make about a boy and, um, love actually one pick. See, don't put it on me. <laughs> but I decided again. <laughs> You're so wrong. I learned from the best. I learned that you can, when we do these lists, that we can try and finagle and get an extra movie or, or pick in there. So, but I didn't do it. I played it. I played it fair and um, only picked five. So, um, anyway, so I picked Love Actually. One of the things um, about this, for those, for, since then you mentioned the fact that I also mentioned about a boy with Hugh Grant, um, I actually think both of those movies make a really great. Uh, cold winter's night double feature so um if you got some time and you want to light a fire and have some cocoa and, and just settle boo. in and watch some great movies um that are that are christmas themed then um i think this is the this is the uh two to uh to put together so i'm sorry i did i said and you? your boo and your boo <laughs> Yes, get your boo, get your get your cocoa, get your fire going, and put these two movies in. Put these two movies on anyway. All right. So in this romantic comedy, you get several great stories in one modern holiday movie classic. Uh, the stories include Hugh Grant as a prime minister falling for his assistant and not having a clue about what to do about it. You have widower Liam Neeson trying to help his young son with his first uh, win his first crush's heart. You got Emma Thompson's uh suspecting her husband is having an affair um there's an aging rock star a star's attempt to make uh, a super crappy christmas song a number one hit you got um oh god what is her name um okay you got kira knightley being super radiant as always and you uh and finally you have two incredibly adorable porn star stand-ins played by Martin Freeman and uh, Joanna Page um, exper uh, uh, experiencing the most 
awkward meet cute in romantic comedy history. Wow. <laughs> so if you like your uh your uh sweet Christmas stories with a little uh, you know to get a little salty, then this is the holiday movie for you. Wow. I I love this movie. It's got so many great elements to it. And what I love about it is, like I said before, it's got, it's sweet, but it's got saltiness. It's got bitterness. Um, like real life, there's so many different, uh, stories that, and there's a lot of different emotional, um, uh, levels to the story. Um, there's some sad things about the story because, you know, Christmas can be a sad time, uh, uh, um, for some people sometimes. Uh, and if you've ever lost anyone, uh, at, christmas time it's it can be a rough time so it's got everything it's it's genuinely funny um it can be genuinely sad a little there's a there's a few a few tears maybe jerked in the process of watching this film <laughs> and um it's it's gen and it's genuinely heartwarming and romantic so that to me encompasses everything that christmas is and it's like i said before and it's a little bit spicy too with the uh two porn star stand-ins you don't normally get uh you don't you don't normally get porn porn star stand-ins in a christmas no movie. <laughs> but when you do but when you put them in this movie and you make them as adorable as they are then it's it's like it's it's the perfect wow porn Christmas stars movie. and adorable in the same sentence uh, yes and, and when you watch and for people when you watch this you'll like you'll think back to what i said if you haven't seen this before you're like you know what kevin was right those were the most adorable porn stars <laughs> oh okay yes no but i have seen love actually i actually really do love this film you are right this is a good this is a good choice kevin this is a good choice well i try i really wanted to mix it up and give you guys a lot even though um i'm sure many people are thinking like wait a minute didn't kevin pick two british movies in his in, in out, out of his five for uh his five christmas or holiday themed movies and shows um yeah i know but let's face it the brits know how to work a christmas they i mean uh, we going back to scrooge the brits they pretty much own Christmas, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to like movies and and stories. Uh, they there's so many great things, but you know what? Um, before I start talking about how much I love Downton Abbey, uh, down, the Christmas episode where Matthew and Lady Mary uh, kissed in the moonlights in the moonlit snow, we better wrap up our very see first how you snuck show. that one in, and you talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> What? Did I accidentally? You did. So now one? you are up to like seven. <laughs> See, and I was good. I just did what I was supposed to. Okay, Tati. Okay, Tati. To be fair, I'll, I'll let you get a couple of honorable mentions in because I thought I had to pull a Tachi and just be really stealth See? about the whole thing. And kind of and try shoehorn those other picks in there. So I'll be fair and let you mention a couple of really quickly. Really so quickly. I'm going to mention Miracle on 34th Street. That is the quintessential Christmas movie. Uh, you know, they have the Thanksgiving, sorry, the original. The original? The, when I'm talking, I'm talking originals. Oh my God. Ch a, a child, a little yes, girl, Natalie Wood. A young Wood. Natalie Wood. Exactly. Who actually acts like an adult. She has, she's always had this kind of grown spirit, if you ask me. So, yeah. So, oh, this is one of my favorites. Miracle on 34th Street. I just love the story. And then, of course, Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, the, I call it a claymation, but it's, I don't, it's not clay. I, I think they are clay, but it's animated at, you know, absolutely. So Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer, I love that. And then finally, it's a wonderful life with Jimmy Stewart. How can you not love that? Okay, Tanchi, you know what? We are TV twins. We're holiday twins because the three last things you mentioned, I love, okay, Miracle on 34th Street with Natalie Wood is the sweetest thing. And every time we get to the end of that movie and you see that cane every time, it, it yes. just, oh, it touches my heart. 
every single time. I love that movie. And okay, okay, first of all, an elf and and Red Rudolph, an elf that really wants to go to dental school. What's exactly. Not to love? What's not to love? And there's so many great things. There's so many great things and so many great characters. And the abominable snowman is adorable. There's just there's so much in that. It's a it's a timeless classic for a reason too. And lastly, the big kahuna of christmas it's a wonderful life just incredible movie it's frank capra at his capra best so heartwarming you're learning a lesson you're not even realizing it (laughs) when it's happening it's not you're not being hammered over the head but it's so beautiful and so touching and every time a podcast ends an angel gets its wings. You know what? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that one, but yes, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it's been super fun to do this special with you, Kevin. I am, again, so honored to do this with you. And this is six episode number six i can't believe we're we're at number six tachi and i am so excited and honored still to be working with you it's after all these six episodes i can't believe we still don't hate we still like each other there's no hatred yet no no (laughs) (laughs) but anyway it's anyway tachi you know i've enjoyed doing this with you so much and um i look forward to all the incredible things we're going to review and discuss in that's right because we're not going to be back until 2017 we're going to take a little hiatus so this is going to be our last episode of 2016 in the meantime you can enjoy all the other five episodes this plus all the other five episodes that we have on our uh, on itunes on Podbean, and Kevin will tell you all the rest. I'm not going to steal his joy. I know he wanted to tell you that. Okay, we're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. (laughs) Again, you have no excuse not to listen to us. We are everywhere. And also, you have no excuse not to contact us either, because we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on, um, what else are we on? We're on, uh, oh, Instagram. And we're also on, uh, Snapchat. So, and we're, and we're known as TV channeling everywhere. So you can channel us on Twitter and everywhere else. You can also join the conversation with your favorite holiday picks by joining us on Twitter with the it's hashtag top it, five, hashtag top five holiday tv yeah so so join in by uh posting your top five so we can we can check them out again we're at tv channeling uh on twitter i can't wait to read some of your picks so you can might give us something new to check out and um we look forward to um coming back in 2017 with even more fun uh episodes and reviewing more fun things so if you have any suggestions about things that you want us to check out uh that you want to hear our thoughts on please contact us on pretty much any social media absolutely uh, so i'm going to say we're you all are the reason that we're doing this we're so happy that you're joining us we're wishing you a fruitful christmas holiday season wishing you a fruitful end to 2016 and a wonderful beginning to 2017 and we can't wait to see you then so for now i'm going to bid you adieu and say goodbye from tachi and goodbye from Kevin. And no matter what time of year it is, if you're watching Cheers. it, we're talking about it. Bye.